0: Welcome to Hope Ahead, A Journey of Infertility. My name is Naomi Ripstein.
1: And this is Ryan Ripstein.
0: And this is our story and struggle of trying to conceive.
1: We hope and pray that by sharing our experiences and trials, we will bring glory to God, awareness to infertility, and also be encouraging to others.
0: And just a reminder, this is our story and personal experiences. We are not offering medical advice.
1: Well, we hope you enjoy the discussion, and thanks for listening.
0: And welcome back to Hope Ahead. Thanks for joining us for episode two. Episode two. Yeah. Um, so this episode, we're gonna be talking about um, the miscarriage. But before we kind of get into it, we want to open up with um, a word of prayer just for our discussion and for you listeners um, tuning in. So, okay. let's say a quick prayer, Dear Heavenly Father. Just thank you for today and thank you for this opportunity that we have to share our story. Um, that you would bless this time and uh, give Ryan and I the right words, and Lord, it should be with our audience who are listening and just the um, different things that they're going through. And I pray that this is a blessing to them and encouraging to them as well. Amen. Amen. Um. So you know, we had mentioned in our first episode um, about how. The beginning of our trying to conceive journey started off with a miscarriage and something that had happened pretty fast. So this doesn't demean any of you that are dealing with um, trying to get pregnant that haven't even had a miscarriage, because I know that is awful in itself. And so this is just where our story started. Mm-hmm. So um, hopefully, you know, those of you that can relate to this, but relate to it in another way, even if you're just struggling to even get to that first pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had mentioned that, um, we got off of birth control in May of 2019, um, on the way to start our family. Yeah. Um, and we got pregnant fast. I mean, it was like I said before, in the previous episode, it was one cycle off of birth control and then one regular cycle and boom, we were pregnant, um, by that end of June is when we kind of found out. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I said, I wasn't tracking anything. Didn't even really know what was going on. We were just happened. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, well, let's just see what happens. We weren't going to prevent anymore. Right. Like we We weren't actively going to try. Um, Yeah.
1: We weren't actively trying, but we weren't actively preventing. Yeah. So this was just kind of happened.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And very naive in the sense, because I think I kind of just laughed because I was like, shoot, that was easy. You know, I um, always have had regular cycles. Um, never knew if there was any problems or anything like that. And so when it did happen fast, I mean, it happened faster than I even expected it to. Um, and I, I kind of have in here, I was where uh, you even joked because my boobs hurt, and yeah, he's like, a, it was a new symptom.
1: We thought it was a symptom. We thought
0: it was, <laughs> yeah. But now, like we we have said. It's, all the symptoms could be you're pregnant yeah. or you're not pregnant. Or you're not. Um, yeah. But one of the things, so I found out I was pregnant. I think it was day 31 or 32 of my cycle. Um, I feel like, you know, I, I have the calendar still saved, the like legit calendar because I was marking it on there because I didn't even have an app that I was doing anything on. Um, but I'm, I think I had tested on day like 27 or 28, just curious, and it was negative, and so then we got the positive. And Ryan was at work, and so the first person I – told was actually the receptionist at a new OB's office because our insurance was dropping the current OB. And so I was, I wasn't in any hurry, but I was like, well, now I need to find one. So, um, kind of one of those, I guess, funny, awkward moments. Cause I didn't even tell my husband. First. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, and then I showed him the test when he got home from work and I think I was still, I had had a few hours now to process it and you know, mm. he was just kind of like, excited. what? yeah, you know, Um, and I had also just started a new job at a hospital, um, just on a side note, I'm a physical therapist. And so I had started a new job in acute care, um, and acute rehab. And so, um, I was like, well, now I got to figure out what to do with my new job and, you know, find out all the benefits and everything. So, um, one of the things too, I did have the Fitbit app at the time. Um, and I was tracking stuff that way. So I remember I marked it on there, um, and saved my history and everything. Um, and even how it showed, even how like my cycle was off, even after we had lost the baby and everything. But, um, I do remember I never felt nauseated or anything like that. I remember feeling a little fatigued and my heart rate went up. Um, that has, was always an indication to me. So even just over these past four years, I'm always monitoring my heart rate and just because i knew that's what it was now obviously i don't i mean i think it's still a symptom of early pregnancy but i'm also like was my heart rate so elevated because there was a problem mm, you know and i don't have any other you don't have any other data points other data <laughs> for that yeah, feedback right um but i remember that you know we had discussed um we were trying to plan on how to surprise our families and mm-hmm. about budgeting for yeah. it because like Like, I think I mentioned in the previous episode, we were in a one-bedroom, one-bath apartment. We were saving up for a house. Yeah. And so our... kind of
1: all the brain activity starts going towards already planning. Yeah. Even that early.
0: And the excitement that was Mm -hmm. in it. I mean, I remember I was looking at, like, the the top strollers because I'm an active person. I'm like, so what are the best ones I can do for, like, pushing our child outside and, like, You know, fold up and can transfer into the car and all the different things. And really, Mm -hmm. even thinking just minimal things that we would need of like a pack and play or whatever. And then just a stroller for our small apartment, right? But getting excited. And, um, I even took the pre-pregnancy bump, like the pre bump photo. Yeah. You know, where there's like nothing there, it's just my flat stomach. Like, but I was excited, you know, yeah. I, I took that photo and
1: Yeah. We were looking into like work benefits. Yeah. and Different things like Yeah, that. like
0: what was offered through yeah. his company because we were even though I had my new full time job, we were staying going through his insurance. So we were trying to find out the, all
1: included, how much it's how be, much time off and to different things. Planning actually yeah. yeah.
0: So um, things. yeah. it was kind of like the initial shock that this is happening and yeah. um, go ahead yeah so then what your version yeah. of how you were feeling after hearing how I did it yeah
1: I mean kind of like I mentioned in the last episode and, and a little bit already in this one was you know, I've always wanted a family mm-hmm. I've always wanted to get married and have kids uh, like, I, like I talked about last time I think that that's something has, that God has put on my heart as a desire mm-hmm. so you know those kind of things i think that he will bless me with those things if he, if he's given me the desire for that so kind of always expected it um like we talked about last time we got married later met mm-hmm. each other and got married later so i was 37 so that was later than i would have expected but it yeah, happened
0: i was 32 um
1: so so when we got the news when i got the news that we were pregnant of course i start thinking about all the all the things like yeah. we kind of talked about right all the things we'll be able to do with our kids and you know you yeah. start noticing everybody's kids and babies and yeah like oh that's gonna be me pretty quick and this and that it's
0: like if you've ever seen the father of the bride too where the wife nina is they found out they're pregnant and they're older and this is gonna be their third kid but like she's looking down the street and like the kids are all sweet and loving and jumping with their mom and doing all things and then yes. the dad's seen the other side not that he was seeing yeah. this but it's like the kid's pulling the kid. Or, so, but you do. You start fantasizing, like, how is this yes. going to be? The yeah. good and the bad, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. For, that's right. The good and the bad. But it's it starts to sink in that it's, that it's real. Happening. That it's happening. Right? Yeah. Live, trying to be in the moment, in the experience, like, this is what it's like. Mm-hmm. Right? So.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the weekend before the miscarriage, um, I was working PRN at another hospital Um, and I remember feeling a little lightheaded. I was in some patients' rooms and I, I was under, um, wearing like the extra protective gear, which we just call it the trash bags essentially, but for this. And I remember just getting really hot and not feeling good and everything. And so I would go, I went to sit down after this one patient. I made sure I was like, you know, maybe I'm dehydrated. And so I want to make sure I drank a lot of water because I do know, you know, you need to increase your water intake with early pregnancy just because of the increase in blood flow and everything. So I kind of, um, dismissed it a little bit, just thinking maybe I was overdoing it and I was in that hot room. And, but, uh, now retrospectively I was like, that was the start. Um, so that was a Saturday and then, um, the following Tuesday, um, and it was like, So three days after working the weekend, and it was my seventh day in a row because I had started that full-time job at the other hospital, and then now I was doing PRN on the weekends, um, doing a Saturday-Sunday kind of thing. Um, And I woke up early, and I remember just having this real intense pain in my lower abdominal area. Um, And I didn't quite understand what was going on at first, but then I was like, oh, no. Like, you know, that kind of thing of this was too intense, too sharp of a pain to be normal. And, um, then the bleeding started. And by this time I, I did know what it was. Um, and it was very, you know, um, physically painful. Um, not only was I dealing with it in my head, the emotional stuff of what was going on, but my body was letting me know also what was going on. Mm. And, Um, so I ended up taking a Tylenol and an Aleve for the pain because like I said, I already knew what it was and I know Aleve was just going to do something extra, but I, I, the pain was so bad that I just wanted it to stop, you know, and, and this is the part that's so ridiculous. And maybe some of you guys can relate to this if you've had a painful miscarriage or it's not been as bad or, I mean, it's still tragic regardless, but I went into work that same day and I I don't, I still don't know quite why I did it, but I think part of it is I didn't want to, it was already happening and I didn't want, it was a new job. and didn't want to call in and I didn't want to have to explain myself.
1: Didn't know what else to do. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, and I I think I went back and forth and I was like, well, I'm just gonna wear a pad and (laughs) go in and deal with what I have to deal with. And hopefully it'll be a light day. And I was praying that it would be, and that God would give me the strength to get through it. and Um, I remember that I had this uh, male patient who had had a right anterior hip replacement and he was having a rough day and he was very grumpy. And obviously, yes, he just had surgery. So he's in pain. But I remember like him giving me so much grief. And I was like, dude, if you only knew what I was dealing with at the same time, you know, and that just kind of gave me that perspective of you really don't know what someone's dealing with in the day to day that they're just kind of pushing through and trying to do their job and sorry, I may get emotional during this episode. Sometimes I'm really good and very um, scientific about talking about this conversation. And then other times my emotions creep in. So just bear with me. Um, but anyway, I really had to focus on that patient and put my feelings aside, you know? Um, and I remember like crying in the bathroom afterward, trying to hold it together. Cause I still had more patients to see, you know? And, maybe kind of pushing aside what I was dealing with at that time yeah. and not really processing a little bit of a denial. Yeah. Of yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But also, you know, like if you're distracting yourself, right, distract so you don't have to think about it. You don't have to not fully acknowledge it, but, um, not at the same time really give into the reality of it. Right. So, um, maybe like a protective mechanism, yeah, you know? yeah. Um, and then this was something, though, too, with uh, once I was home, and I don't, once again, know if anything like this has happened to you guys or anything, too, but not to be too graphic, but I did pass a large piece of tissue. And I remember just kind of sitting there on <laughs> <in> the toilet, <laughs> but I was like, is this my baby? You know, I mean, I kind of observed it and looked at it, and it really just looked like – um endometrial tissue, you know, from the lining of my uterus and everything. But I sat there for a while cause I, I didn't know what to do. And I didn't know, I'm like, should I flush it? Should I throw it in the trash? I don't know. I mean, if this is part of it. So it's like all these things that are more emotional, yeah, going yeah. through your mind. Yeah. And I mean, it, ultimately I ended up flushing it. Cause I was like, I, I think this is just endometrial lining tissue, you know, and I'm kind of like having the process of that and using my scientific brain, you know, my um healthcare brain to like really analyze what what was going on so but um it was it was a rough day it was a rough couple of days you know mm-hmm. after that, that incident
1: yeah so kind of my perspective after the news um i don't, I don't recall like having a bad day at work I don't recall running into do
0: you remember like if we a, told you about it the morning of what was I think going he on
1: told me after like passing the tissue like when so you not were, in
0: the morning whenever yeah I, getting, I
1: think okay. when you were sure is when you told me so like even the rest of that day the next day of I work I, I don't think it I don't think at the time I had the emotional connection with what was going on that you did yeah I mean I had the intellectual connection like I knew in my mind what was happening like you talked about I started doing, um, oh, interesting, <laughs> um, started um, talking about, this um, re- yeah, realizing that it was, I knew like the process, mm-hmm. the reality of what was happening, but not the emotional connection. So, you know, I was, if anything, it was kind of like a, this isn't real, kind of numb, Disconnected feeling. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, I knew that Naomi was upset about it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm at least that aware of what's going on. uh, That I knew Naomi was upset about it. um, But not really grasping probably the full weight of what you were dealing with. Um, But most of it it is just I was sad and sorrowful that I couldn't help her. You know, I didn't know how to interact with her about it. Not that it, we had, like, any kind of no. confrontation She's about it. I just sure didn't how know, how how yeah. um, really know how to approach and how to comfort. There's really nothing you can there. say. Right. You just
0: got to hug them and yep. love on them and, you know, let them know that it's not their fault or anything. It's, And I think that's part of the thing, too, with um, processing it you know, so after the miscarriage, um, 46 days, my next cycle was 42 Mm. and I didn't test any time in there. Like they do say sometimes you could get pregnant again, but I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what my body is doing. And, um, I don't, I don't think that I was, but I mean, it continued to be off for like the next eight months, like where it would be. I'd have a period two weeks later and then it would be six weeks again. And then it would be a four week and then it'd be two week. And it was just, you know, I've since found out, I think, even my mother-in-law had mentioned, she's like, you know, after we had told her, she's like, why didn't you go in and get like flushed out or something? And I'm like, you know, um, uh, no one told me that. I mean, I did mention to my OB and everything about, um, you know, that I had to call them and tell them that we needed to cancel the appointment because we no longer had a child to look at. Um, But they didn't suggest anything. And then um, even recently with, uh, the NAPRO doctor that we just recently saw a couple weeks ago, he even asked, he's like, did you not go in and do something? I was like, no. I'm like, no one told me. And, yeah. you know, And I still don't even really know what they would have done, but right. it is what it is. It's already yeah. happened.
1: He only asked the question. Yeah. I don't think he even said you should have. He should have figured out. Yeah, it. he did. did. He, he said, he's like,
0: he's like well, they should have done something.
1: Yeah. Did he say what? No. Yeah.
0: No. I mean, that's so, right. not
1: very, that's not yeah. super helpful.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: I don't know that, you know, anyway.
0: Yeah. But I mean, that just, just in the sense then, so it's like your body, your cycle is off. And because it was off, I wasn't testing anything, but I was also still processing everything emotionally. And, you know, since it was so easy this first time, I just assumed it'd be easy again, you know? Yeah. um, So I think I started uh, maybe doing some cheaper, like ovulation tests, maybe about six to eight months after that, once I finally was regulated um and then went into more consistent test strips about a year after um but you know my like i've mentioned before my scientific brain i was you know i i definitely was blaming myself i'm like did i drink too much coffee did i not drink enough water did i do eat something wrong did i overwork that weekend when things started going wrong you know those all those things that you can blame yourself for woulda coulda shoulda right but i knew though too from my science experience that miscarriages happen when just something's wrong. It's either not healthy egg, not healthy sperm combination of the two. Um, my body wasn't ready for it. It's solid it as an invader. There wasn't enough circulation, all these things. So it's not really anything that I could have mentally done. Like it was kind of already set up to be that way almost from the beginning. Right. Mm-hmm. So that is how I was able to kind of process and understand it more from, and maybe, um, accept it more was from more of a scientific thing that this is just what it is, you know? So, um, so kind of just in the sense, I mean, that child never made it to earth. It's our heavenly baby and, um, we do still think so. I mean, the birthday would have been March 12th of 2020. And, you know, retrospective, I mean, that's also when the world went to crap Yeah. You know, during that time. So no one would have been able to even be there to see our child initially because yeah. everything was closed. But potentially, yeah, it's it's one of those things that's in the back of my mind still, too, where I'm like, we would have a three year old right now, you know, and um, boy or girl don't know. I mean, I'm kind of suspicious. Maybe it was a boy because I wasn't really nauseous. Was but <laughs> but, you know. Who knows? I mean, Jesus knows. God knows they're they're taking care of the, um, the little one up there. But um, I did go through a period, though, um, since the miscarriage was so painful, mm-hmm. and, uh, physically, emotionally, mentally, that I told God that I didn't want to get pregnant again if it was going to lead to a miscarriage. And we haven't gotten pregnant again. Yeah. Um, now, that viewpoint has changed, you know, yeah. but... That was my viewpoint for a good year or so because I was just like, I don't want to have to deal with that again. That was terrible. Yeah. What
1: stage is that of grief? I don't know. (laughs) Negotiating, probably whatever stage that is. Bargaining. Bargaining, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And um and I I know women now that we know we've once we've opened up that there's been people that have had multiple miscarriages and I can't even imagine what they've gone through you know, physically, emotionally, mentally, all that things like Mm -hmm. that. Um. But then I kind of got around to where I was like, hey, Lord, if it's your will, I'll just get pregnant even if it, I have to lose the child just to know that I could get pregnant again. You know, so maybe I'm bargaining again, mm-hmm. right? Um,
1: have you gotten but, upset yet? Yeah. Have you gotten angry? Yeah. We need to- <laughs>
0: Not really. And, you know, I've had that discussion, though, with some other friends. And mm-hmm. I think I think we you and I have talked about that. I haven't really ever gotten angry. I'm definitely – questioning, I'm sad, I'm frustrated. But I don't say I wouldn't say I've gotten angry. I've had some friends where they they've gotten angry with God. And I mean yeah. he, he's a big God. He can take yeah. it. Right. But that's just not ever been where I have gone. Yeah. You know and I'm not even
1: saying necessarily angry at God, just angry at the situation. Yeah. You know, and whatever yeah. that means. So, you know, as yeah. far as the grief right. stages. Right. Like gotten angry about I mean, I what's guess what's maybe in my
0: when I say frustration, maybe, maybe that might be a little bit, but that's just more or less like, why isn't this working yet? Yeah. What else can I do? But yeah. I wouldn't say it's just angry at the situation, right? Because that that wouldn't be true, right? Um, okay. But
1: yeah, but um, I mean, really, it has been, you know, I don't think we've looked at it from that perspective, but it's mm-hmm. definitely been the grieving process, mm-hmm. which obviously,
0: it but it's yeah, me. depression, anger, bargaining. Um, it's DABDA. I don't, they might have changed it now with all the things. But it's depression, anger, bargaining. There's something else. And then there's and, acceptance. And
1: acceptance. I think there's another. There's, there's what's six, what's the D? There's, a
0: there's de- the DABDA. Depressed. So D-A-B-D-A. You guys might know this. I don't know. Us, But yeah. anyway, you can think of it. We'll move on. Leave it in the comments <laughs>
1: if you remember. Or, or if you deni-
0: is it denial? Depression? Denial, denial? is first.
1: Depression okay. is at the end. So that's denial,
0: anger, bargaining, depression. acceptance yes. There we go. Okay. See, we, we worked it yeah. out. Okay.
1: Still leave it in the comments. Yeah. <laughs> if you know the the extra one, I think there is.
0: There's one. another one now.
1: Okay. So if you know it, let us know.
0: But I mean, that's because, like we've said before, I mean, this journey of struggling to conceive, infertility, whatever you want to call it, is constant trauma. So we probably yeah. go through the stages multiple times. I probably go through the repeat. stages every time I get my cycle. No, just yeah, <laughs> it's probably
1: a lot of it is repeat. Yeah, right. I mean, when like we talked about last episode, when we get the news that family or friends are pregnant, mm-hmm. when we get the news that it's yeah. I mean, there was a long time when we were trying so hard. Uh, we'll probably talk about it in another episode, but like every like you said, every time your cycle comes around, that's yet another time that yeah. has been a failure. Yeah. Right. So yep it's kind of and we'll get into all and that and that's later, the but.
0: depression part and then I accept it and then I get back mm-hmm. into the denial of like oh well there's something else I can yeah, do and I start bargaining things. and doing yep. more supplements or trying the teas yep. or trying different things to make ourselves healthy so yeah yep. it probably is it's cycling. a cycle
1: <laughs> it's a cycle cycles within cycles
0: mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. um so like we had said so for those of you that have gone through this once multiple times. I mean, our hearts are with you for those that are still struggling to get pregnant and haven't even, you know, got that far. Our hearts are with you. Mm -hmm. Um, we pray for you and what, like all that you've dealt with and will deal with, and you're currently going through. Mm -hmm. Um, We know that God has a plan through this, through the pain, through the loss. Um, Like we said, we don't understand why, you know, And us trying to figure that out is kind of meaningless, yeah. right? Because we don't ever see the bigger picture.
1: Yeah. But okay. if you are going through it, I think the main thing to that I can share and that we can share is you don't have to and you shouldn't go through it alone. Yeah, That makes it magnitudes worse. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that makes it to where the the devil can... Play games on you mm-hmm. more easily, mm-hmm. uh, making you think that it's your fault mm-hmm. or some, you know, whatever he puts in your mind that that's causing the shame and doubt mm-hmm. and grief. Are uh, yeah.
0: We may that mention. We about last yeah, time. and we may mention this in another one, um, but we did a um, our church offers something called reengage for couples mm-hmm. um so wonderful ministry and everything like that and we did it whenever it was just like in our third year of marriage but yeah. mostly yeah. just to uh, yeah. educate ourselves um to find out more about how to be the better spouse and to yeah. live with god a god centered yeah. life
1: looking for potential pitfalls yeah. since we were so Can newly married um and yeah the Part of that was sharing our kind of life map, they called it. Mm-hmm.
0: So we were put in, we were in a big group, and then you eventually get sectioned into small groups. So in the small group of, yeah. with a um, total of five other couples, so six of us together, yeah. we had to do the life map. The life yeah. map.
1: And just kind of tell our story. And part of that, I talked about our miscarriage. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Naomi was quite ready to, I to talk could about could it in hers. We talked about yeah, it and she it's, wasn't his story
0: that. too, but I wasn't um, ready to talk about it. But she wasn't
1: quite ready and in the group after they listened to to our life map they they actually came up and uh, what two more of them yeah. had said that they so, had they had previously had miscarriages
0: Remember when we were like it's so 20% of couples are infertility, so one out of 5 but one out of 4 will have a miscarriage um, and we were in our group of six couples and there were two really? other women yeah. other than myself that came up afterward and they did and they left it out of their story too. They left it out completely. Um, and so, out. but that put us at 50% in that room. Yeah. And so it really brought to light again, like how many people deal with, deal with it. this yeah. and don't say anything? Yeah. And of course, predominantly again, the women, you yeah. know, but, um, it was amazing because they were like, yeah, I didn't want to put it in my life map, even though it was very traumatizing to them. Like one of the ladies, yeah. she had had multiple. And the other one, it was maybe either before she had her first two mm-hmm. or in between, but it was a shameful time and they just mm-hmm. wanted to kind of forget it mm-hmm. and move on. And that's just something like he was talking about, we encourage you. Yeah. Ryan was, was always really good because even in the re-engage, she's like, the more you put into it, the more you're going to get out of it. Mm -hmm. And that has been something that I've been learning. I mean, I really didn't even want to do this podcast initially um, because it's hard for me to talk about it. And I'm a private person, but I know that this is how God is going to be glorified and continue to allow us to help others
1: too. I mean, fellowship community. I mean, that's, there's a reason for it. Mm -hmm. And being isolated for whatever reason there may be some instances where it's a good idea but i would say in general isolating yourself particularly when you're going through a tough time Mm -hmm. and having to deal with it i don't i think it makes things worse not better Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know now of course don't go around just telling everybody right be Particular and selective on who you share it with, and somebody that's trusted and you think can really help you through it. But mm-hmm. there are people that will help and want to yeah. be part of it and be somebody you can. And you'll have talk some people that
0: won't they, know what to say mm-hmm. and they won't say the right things. And uh, maybe
1: not hold that against them. Yeah, if they, they don't know. Yeah, but just don't go back to them.
0: <laughs> right, right. And yeah. I mean, and that's just something you have to take with. You know, we yeah. um, we also really love the um, series called The Chosen. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, you know, walking through Jesus's time on earth. And recently, if you haven't been able to watch it or anything on season three, they had an episode with a miscarriage. Now, of course, it was something added into it, but it showed with the married couple involved, it showed just the pain and the heartache that happens even during that time. And how one of them was like, Jesus, why did you allow this to happen? Mm-hmm. You know, and and it just happens because there's sin in the world, right? Mm-hmm. And but that doesn't mean that Jesus and God, I mean that they don't care for you. And it right. was so one of those beautiful moments to show that I am still here even through these heartaches and everything like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, making it yeah. known and talked about and yeah. being open with God about your frustration and possible anger yeah. and stuff like that is only going to be more beneficial to you than harmful. Yeah. You know,
1: and to that point, like talking about it with your spouse or partner yeah. is, you know, like in that episode that you talked about with mm-hmm. uh, with the chosen there was a time where they weren't communicating.
0: Mm-hmm. And they and were frustrated and angry were, and short with each other.
1: Yeah. Short with each other. So then the other would think that they were angry about something. And mm-hmm. then the first one would think that they were angry about, and it turned into this big, like separate, not separation, but divide. Yeah. Right. in their relationship.
0: And that's just that what Satan would want. Right, right. That
1: didn't need to be there. Yeah. And it was, they were angry with each other or upset with each other about, not even what the problem was. Right. Right. And before we let it get to that point, I think we did a pretty good job of at least, what's the word? Communicate, articulating what is going on. Mm-hmm. Even if we couldn't exactly say why or, what, you yeah. know, whatever. Right. Say, like, this is, like, I'm hurting because of this or I don't know about this but say something about it so at least for me it was helpful because I knew she wasn't mad at me right right, right. and no,
0: definitely just
1: not. just that is a huge help right that I didn't do something wrong that I don't know about right. and it happens yeah right um but making you know just saying those kind of I think it helps a lot so
0: well and also you know, have
1: somebody you can talk to of your own gender right mm-hmm, a friend mm-hmm. And talk with your spouse and at least let them know, I think I'm going through something like this, whether or not they can help. Right. Just let them know, hey, listen, that's helpful too.
0: Right. And also too with um, just sharing in general about it. So after it happened, I mean, obviously, yes, he knew and everything. And eventually, I think I told my mom and then she was telling my dad, but I told two of my friends um, after maybe about a month or so um, about it that had been also kind of struggling at the time. But other than that, I didn't say anything and I didn't want him to say anything, which yes. was wrong of me. But I, you know, it was just one of those things because I, like, like we said, it was shameful and I, I was upset and I was hurt by it. Yeah. And well, um, you
1: felt shameful. Yeah. The fact that it happened. Is right. Not shameful, no. Right. And I yes. think that's, yes. Yeah.
0: So, but like, now, like I've said, he's so good about being more open and talking about things. And, and I wish I was, I wish yeah. I was better
1: about, yeah. things,
0: you know, and but some like, of it has
1: been like gently pushing yes, you, nudging yes. you right to, to
0: and the dude, more but, that like, so reengage really helped. That was one of the first real big pushes because then we slowly, right. We slowly started telling more friends and we started telling more of our family members. I mean, Eventually, told like my younger brother, and then we worked through telling um,
1: my parents his and parents and some and then, of my siblings. Yeah, and then,
0: and then my up. grandma yeah. and then my other siblings and yeah. stuff. And you know, because it's a hard topic to bring up, and yeah. it's not a not a happy yeah. thing. But they, you know, you yeah, want them to right. to know and share with you. So then, when we do get pregnant, we're like, it's so it's yes. even more exciting. Hey, you know, right. the journey that we've been on. Right. Yeah. So get to where you're comfortable. Um, I do know some people are so great about sharing their journey and I so applaud you. And I wish I was more like you, but for those of you that are like me, <laughs> you know, the more that you talk about it, the better really, because don't wait so long. Like I did to continue to heal and process.
1: It's, it's you part know? of the healing process. It, it, is. it really is. I just yeah. wish I would have done it faster, yeah.
0: you know, but God knows who I am and you know, he's been working on that and here we are now we're sharing. So this mm. is a scary but exciting moment for me. Um, mm-hmm. And I hope that it blesses you guys and everything. Yeah. So um, we'll go out and close with our scripture for today. Um, yeah. Of course, you guys leave any comments. Please subscribe for our yeah. next um, episode. And yeah. of course, let us know of any other concerns or anything that you may have that we can possibly address in yeah. future episodes. If you have any thoughts, please, um, please we're do. trying to share as best we can, you know, kind of chronologically right now. Um just to lead you through our journey yeah. and relate with you in that way. But yeah. then we'll kind of circle back around if there's things that we've probably glossed over or skipped yeah. over. Um, sometimes it's like, how much do you share? How much That's do you right. not?
1: Yeah. But, um, how many scripts do you write yeah. before it's yeah. just time to do it? Yeah. So, yeah. But uh, but yeah, so our closing uh, scripture is Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. It says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future.
0: Right. Give you hope. 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 hope.
1: There's hope, hope ahead. That's
0: right. Um, yeah.
1: Please do reach out and you know find somebody to talk to, even if it's us. Yeah. You know, we're available. We can be available to, or
0: anything to try can to, pray to communicate for you and for pray for you and any yeah. of these
1: things. So, yeah, please, please let us know. But we'll go ahead and close and go from there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for today. Thank you again for uh, this opportunity that you've given us. Thank you for this uh, story, albeit difficult to experience and go through, uh, but thank you for this so that we have the opportunity to share about you and for uh, the potential and uh, just trying to be be earnest in our attempt to glorify you through this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and focusing on you and not all the negative things. We pray for all those out there that are listening and uh, and and are watching uh, that uh, you'd bless them and reach out for them and comfort them as well mm. through the situations that they're going through. And thank you again for our episode two mm. and all these things we pray in your name. Amen. Yes.
0: Hi, guys. Thanks. Thanks again for joining us on Hope Ahead, a journey of infertility. And we look forward to seeing you again soon.
1: Yeah, looking forward to it. Take care. Bye. Bye.